This is Recode Media with me, Peter Kafka, coming to you nearly live on tape for a special, almost an emergency edition of this podcast. Welcome. Um, Apple finally announced their plans for Apple TV Plus. If you listen to this podcast, we've been talking about Apple TV Plus for a long time. Now we know a lot more about it. We're going to talk about it in just one second. But first, a special opportunity for you people who listen to Recode Media. You can come watch it free live taping of Recode Media featuring me, Peter Kafka, and Craig Newmark. That's the founder of Craigslist, also the guy who's giving tens of millions of dollars away to help save journalism. We're going to talk about all of that on Monday, September 16th in Williamsburg, Brooklyn, slash New York City, and you can come for free. All the details are in the show notes, so click on the show notes. You can see it, but basically you want to go to Recode.net. You can sign up there. We're going to give away 10 passes, no catches. Just come see us on Monday, September 16th. See you there. Okay, here we go. On to the actual show. I'm here with the fill-in co-host, Zachary Mack. Welcome, Zach. What's going on? This is your first Vox Media Podcast Network appearance. That is correct. Yes, it is. Congratulations. You and I are going to have a discussion about Apple TV+. Plus. I watched a little bit of the keynote. You watched more of the keynote. Um, Let's get into it. Got questions for me. Yeah, so first of all, what happened today? Today is the annual fall Apple product launch dedicated to iPhones, as all fall product Apple events are. iPhones, iPhones, iPhones. Apple also talked about some other stuff like a gaming service, five bucks a month, kind of looks interesting. And they finally pulled the sheets back on Apple TV Plus for real. As you recall, they did a partial reveal in March that left us with a lot of questions. Right. And those details are what? Like, what's the release date? How much is this thing going to cost? November 1st. You can start getting Apple very TV soon. Plus very soon. Um, not coincidentally, it's less than two weeks before Disney launches Disney Plus. And Apple TV Plus is going to cost you $0 if you buy a new piece of Apple hardware. In this year, it'll be free for a year. If you don't want to buy Apple products, that's an iPhone, Apple TV, a Mac, whatever, you can pay Apple 5 bucks a month for the service, which cool. makes it, I think, the cheapest priced streaming service out there right now. Yes, So let's quickly talk about the content, right? So come November 1st, you're going to get nine original shows. Yeah. We can talk about the shows, but let's just first talk about the number of shows. That's not a lot of TV shows. Um, Pretty much everyone else competing with Apple is going out from the gates with a lot more than that in terms of new content. And crucially, they've got catalogs of older stuff. When you go to Netflix to watch, I don't know, Peaky Blinders or Stranger Things or whatever it is, you watch those and then you sift through the catalog of other stuff that has been there for a long time. Maybe you weren't looking for it. Maybe you're not psyched to see it, but you might click on it. Um, For Apple TV+, Plus, you're going to get those nine shows. They're going to add to them as they go, but it's going to start off with a very, very limited offering. Right. You will have more fingers than you will have offerings from Did you come up with that line on your own? (laughs) That's That's awesome. That's here. We've got to get you out of podcasting (laughs) and into writing. Uh, Yeah, so those shows include, it is The Morning Show, which is stars Steve Carell, Reese Witherspoon, Jennifer Aniston. This is their big prestige show, I Mm -hmm. think. This is what they've been pushing for a while. This this looks like an Aaron Sorkin show to me. What do you think? Yeah, it it does. It looks very serious, and it kind of immediately reminds me of The Newsroom, mixed with a little bit of uh, Truman Show. Without Aaron Sorkin, which I think is a problem. But we'll see. And we 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 should be clear. When you look at a preview, if the preview looks good, it doesn't mean the show's going to be good. If it looks bad, that's not a good sign. But you really can't tell. They're just showing you just a couple seconds of a TV show. We won't know what these things are actually going to be until we start watching them. Right. And the other big show is C, which is starring Jason Momoa. 
apparently they're spending $15 million an episode For on both this. these shows. They look beautiful. Uh, again, it's, he's, the idea is that he's blind, hence C, right? Right. Is he blind or is everyone else blind? Everyone's blind, including him. Everyone's and, blind. Except for, I guess, children. The, the, anyways, it's, it's, it feels like, you know, Bird Box adjacent meets Book of Eli with like a little bit of like Waterworld on land vibes. Of the nine shows you saw previews for or read about, what, what's most intriguing to you, Zach? I think The Morning Show. The yeah. Morning Show is, is going to be their big prestige. That's the one that I might get into. Honestly, of the nine shows, I, I looked through all of them. I feel like I might be into one, one and a half of and them. The caveat here is that the nine shows, they're not all aimed at Zach Mack. They're not all aimed at adults. There's half of these things are, are aimed at kids, right? Right. So you got a show Ghost Rider, which was like a show that was out when I was like a young child. It's like kind of like it deals with like literary stuff. It's very for kids. The The description reads a little bit like Indian in the Cupboard, Night at the Museum kind okay. of concept. Things coming to life. Uh, you have Dickinson, which I'm not sure who is for. It's about like a young woman. It's, it's about hip hop Emily Dickinson. Yeah. I'm, so I'm like not quite yeah. sure. The The trailer's a little confusing. You have Snoopy in Space, which is definitely is. for yeah. kids, but it's also a nostalgia play. But kids today don't care about Snoopy, I don't think. So the the idea here for all this stuff is that Apple wants to connote that it's quality, mm -hmm. either because it has people you've heard of, or it's going to be done with Apple's quality. That it's going to be family friendly to some degree. If you're gonna, if you were looking for outrageous sex and violence, the sort of dark anti-hero stuff that we got used to on Netflix and HBO and AMC, probably not going to find it here. If you're looking for stuff that's probably good for your kids, they want to get that idea across, um, and that is. A little unusual um, when you compare this to the other streaming service, which at least initially sort of said, we're making stuff for this audience. When Netflix came out, they came out with, when it started doing original programming, they were doing very sort of HBO-like stuff. Mm -hmm. um, now they do everything for everyone. But it's, you know, there's no sort of clear idea of what Apple TV is, except that it's sort of family-friendly-ish and is very, has lots of production value. Right. And not, not a lot of sex or gratuitous violence. Yes, so and far. And the, the only other things we haven't discussed, because we've discussed almost their entire slate, Elephant Queen, which is a documentary about elephants that also feels very family-friendly, okay. kind of feels like a Disney documentary that they put out several times a year. Then the other thing is For All Mankind, which is like an alternate space race history. Right, that one looks kind of interesting to nerdy me. And yet again, you know, we're so used now to seeing so much content sort of get announced, especially on Netflix, HBO, it sort of streams past you. The idea of saying, I'm specifically interested in this show and I'm going to make time for it. It doesn't really happen right now. Um, Apple TV is going to get a ton of attention when it launches. We're all fascinated with it. That's why we're doing a special, almost an emergency pod right now. Yeah. Um, but it's going to be, it's going to be, I think a little, you're going to see an, a bunch of reviews saying this is underwhelming. Which it will be, but I think we should all be fair about this. They're starting with nine shows, and so if you really want to evaluate this thing, come back in three months or six months or a year. So why didn't they do the same thing all the other streaming services do, which is rent back catalogs from everyone else? Why why isn't Apple why doesn't Apple have Friends and Seinfeld and, and you know all the other things we already know and like? That is a really good question. Apple, when I talk to them, doesn't really have a satisfying response other than sort of we're Apple and we do things our way. 
Um, I'm sure that they have looked at some of this stuff before. At one point, they were kicking the tires on HBO. Um, there's a practical reason they haven't bought a lot of this catalog. That's what we're talking about, old shows. It's because most of it now is wrapped up by Netflix. A lot of the networks that were selling to Netflix have pulled it back for their own stuff. So if Apple in the last year or so said, yeah, we should go get some of those old TV shows and movies, it'd be hard for them to find it. That said, they've been working on this for years. They could have done this if they wanted to. Um, I think what it really speaks to is that whatever Apple's saying now, for the near term, this is marketing for Apple. This is a, a very low-cost slash free product that's supposed to get you to spend more time with your Apple products. Specifically, it's supposed to get you to spend more time with Apple TV, the app, which is where you're going to watch these shows. But it's also where you could buy a subscription to HBO or Showtime or Stars or CBS All Access. And even if you're watching Apple TV Plus for free, if you buy HBO now, Apple's going to take 15% of that $15. That's a real moneymaker for them. So they can almost afford to spend billions of dollars yep. on marketing for this. So very similar to the Apple App Store play. Yeah, except that Apple didn't really like give you a bunch of free, amazing games right. theory at the beginning. Right. And then so you, do, you also don't have to have the Apple hardware in order to subscribe to Apple TV+. Plus. Right. That's one of the things that makes this interesting. Um, it's very un-Apple, but at the beginning of this year, they started announcing deals with Samsung and other TV makers, and since then, Roku, Amazon, who's been a big friend of me for Apple for a long time. Um, I think on pretty much most anyone else's hardware, I think there's a couple exceptions, maybe Sony PlayStation. Yeah, it doesn't look like PlayStation or Xbox are okay. listed. We'll double-check that. But uh, the idea is that Apple wants to distribute this stuff widely, which makes sense because if they do want to sell this stuff, they have to make it widely available. Um, so it is entirely possible that you could boot up your Samsung TV, go through whatever app that is, and transact there and pay Apple the five bucks. Do you want to tell us how these shows are going to be rolled out? So we're starting with nine. They're not coming out all at once. It's not the Netflix binge drop. Right. It's 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 a compromise, right? You're going to get a couple shows to start off, which again makes sense. You want to give people something to watch right away, and then they're going to do them in sort of chunks, right? Maybe some, some of the shows will come out weekly, some will come out in chunks. I don't think that matters that much. Again, when they have a ton of stuff they can show you, they might consider doing the binging thing, but right now they don't have the option, right? If they, if they let you binge everything at once, you'd binge your four or five shows over the weekend and you'd be done with Apple TV+. Plus. Right. And then in the coming months, there, there's also going to be some movies. It's yep. not just shows. So there's other stuff. Uh, I was also curious to see how many logins you get per account. So the, like the family, the starter at four ninety nine gets you six different, like six different profiles. But it's, it's kind of unclear how many people can be watching at once. I think Netflix is like two or three based on your you, subscription. Yeah, you can pay, I think, up to four, whatever it is for Netflix. I, I don't think it's going to be a big issue. I mean, if you've got six different people watching six different shows from Apple, then I think everyone's going to be – well, Apple will be happy. I don't know what's going on in your family if that's the case. But will will the technology support six different people streaming it from six different places? I'm shrugging, Zach. I'm <laughs> shrugging on a, on a podcast. I don't know. Okay. I don't think it's – they're describing it as a family plan. I'm sure they'll be pretty liberal with it. Let's talk about the costs. It's four ninety nine. Yep. When you're looking at all the other monthly costs for HBO Now, which is $15, Netflix, yeah. which is about $13, Hulu, about $11 without ads, Showtime is $11, CBS is $10, Warner Media looks to be around $16, that hasn't come out yet, Amazon, HBO Max, yeah. yeah, Amazon is $13, but that also gets you Amazon Prime. Yeah, you're, like you're getting Amazon free with, with Amazon Prime. Right. Apple's 5 and Disney Plus is going to be about 7 Yeah. So- 
all that together, if you subscribe to all of those services, some of which aren't even out yet, it puts you at about $102. Yeah, but why would you do that? Well, that's my point. I mean, so there's a recurring thing. Every time someone launches a new service, Disney is seven bucks. Many people all get on Twitter and they do the same thing. They do what you just did and they add it all up and they say, this is a lot of money to spend on all this stuff. And then the second joke is, hey, what if you could pay one monthly fee and watch all these channels? Ha ha, like cable. So that's all true. And by the way, you can you can go more than that, right? Because you could get something like YouTube Live or Hulu Live and actually watch TV and that's 40 or 50 bucks a month. Um, so that's all true. But I think the idea here is that these are going to be complementary to what you're already watching. Maybe you have a cable subscription. Or what well, I think this is going to be the reality that consumers and then really importantly the TV guys have to settle into is people are going to make real decisions about their pocketbook and how they spend their time and their money. And they're going to say, I want Netflix and I want Disney and Amazon I'm kind of getting for free anyway and I'm going to buy one more. What's it going to be? And maybe it'll be Apple, maybe it'll be HBO Now, whatever it is. Um, and everything else, they're going to live not watching. There's plenty of other stuff that's free. If you're really dedicated to watching free TV, there's lots of ways to get it. If you must have a Showtime show, I love billions, you can subscribe to Showtime for three months. Um, I think that's a pretty good thing for consumers to give them that choice, not require them to be in the bundle. If you love the bundle a lot, you can still get the bundle. Um, but I think for the TV guys, it's going to be frightening because they're going to find that a lot of their products aren't nearly as popular as they thought they were. Right. Actually, so what I was going to say, if you subscribe to every service, including the, the ones that are not out, and it's only $102, that's actually not that much. And most people are not going to subscribe to every single thing. The average cable cost is around $85. So you're still looking at most likely less than cable if you're if you don't have every single subscription. Yeah, look, and it doesn't. You can go back and forth. It doesn't have ESPN, mm -hmm. but the point is, you can start picking and choosing some of these things. And if, again, if you love cable, God bless you. There's 80 million other people in the country who are getting some kind of cable package. 80 million ish. Um, you're plenty of company. Um, but I think there's a lot of people who are who are not paying for any TV right now because they're a millennial like you, Zach, man. Mm -hmm. um, or they're borrowing their friends Netflix, or they're just going to subscribe to one or two of these, and that's that's where we're headed. What about sports? Sports? If you really love sports, you probably are getting a cable TV subscription or one of these cable TV substitutes like Hulu or YouTube for 50 bucks. That's going to get you ESPN, probably Turner as basketball, um, your local channels, and you're still going to have to get a bundle. There's an ESPN Plus thing. If you like lacrosse or a niche thing, it's going to serve you there. There's a couple options. The DAZN has a, has a lot of fighting stuff in the U.S., um, but if you like sort of traditional bread and butter, American big four sports, you're going to have to get cable or some version of cable. So Apple, it's going to be four ninety nine. They're spending a ton of money. I think they're spending around six billion. We don't know over what period, but they're spending billions of dollars. Billions of a dollars. Lot of money. It's fifteen million dollars an episode just to make C. How sustainable is four ninety nine a month for them? Apple is not in the TV business. Apple's in the iPhone business. Apple can blow billions of dollars a year on marketing if it really wants to. And if it can then generate some revenue from those $5 subscriptions, that's a bonus for them. Um, it also, like I think you're implying, gives them the option to sort of say, hey, this thing actually is worth 10 bucks over time. They are a long way from being worth 10 bucks. You compare this to what Disney is selling for 7 bucks, what Netflix is selling for 13 bucks. it's going to be a hard sell. 
Um, this is marketing. Apple is still primarily, well, fundamentally in the iPhone business. If this helps them sell more iPhones, if this makes, makes you less likely to move to an Android or an Amazon Firebox or whatever it is, it's well worth it for Amazon, for Apple. Yeah, and $5 is cheap. I mean, especially when you compare it to what it costs to go see a movie or you know, rent it's, a movie or buy look, a movie it's, online. It's it's really it's cheap, cheap. But someone still has to decide to spend that money. And, you know, I think sometimes people, especially on the coast, get a little skewed idea of what money means to lots of people in this country. And people are making real decisions about how to spend that money. Yeah, definitely. Let's check in on the, just the streaming wars at large and see how they're going. So who who's spending what right now? Like we talked about Apple spending maybe $6 billion. Like what what is that in so, comparison to so, what everyone else is spending? Here's the thing about what's going on in Hollywood is that anyone who's trying to sell TV shows or competing or competing to buy TV shows knows that Apple has been spending much more aggressively than anyone else. Um, Netflix sort of right below them. Um, and people complain about sort of the, the cost rising and rising. Um, that's not sustainable forever. At some point, this stuff will settle down. You might find some people decide they don't want to be in the streaming TV business anymore. That'll reduce the number of buyers. Um, but they're all trying to make a splash. Um, it's pretty good news for us, the TV consumer right now. Yeah, and content creators. It feels like there's no better time to be making shows right now because everyone needs them. Everyone needs them. Everyone sort of was willing to throw money. And again, especially when it's the tech companies, right, when when they have so much money. And Google really has barely gotten into this business. They dip in and out of it. Uh, you know, they could come back. Who knows? Um, you know, the, the Netflix is sort of the one pure play company where they only sell you TV programs, subscriptions of TV programs. And at some point, they are going to have to demonstrate to Wall Street that they can make this financially feasible. So coming up next on the streaming horizon, we got Apple coming in November. Yep. Disney coming November. in November. Yep. Warner Media coming sometime in They're going to show you something at the end of the year, and then they're going to launch for real in 2020. Uh, we're also going to see this thing from Comcast, which is going to be basically a bunch of old NBC shows. And, um, but that will like that'll either be free if you are already getting a cable subscription, or maybe it's some amount of money after that. And last question: Who are you betting on right now in the streaming wars? What? How are you feeling about all this? I'm not very inventive. I, I bet on the person who's winning, and the person who's winning right now is Netflix. The Netflix is the reason all these companies are tilting into this and spending billions. It's to catch up to Netflix and their 150 million subscribers worldwide. They have a huge lead. Those 150 million subscribers are paying them all real money every month. They use that money to buy shows. They go out and borrow more money to build even more shows. Uh, and they can keep doing that. And you can complain about the lack of X show or Y show or Z movie on Netflix. Those are all real complaints. And they'll get louder and louder as Disney and NBC and Warner Media start to pull that stuff back. Um, but all they have to do is show you one show a month that you think is worth 13 bucks. That's fundamentally for all these guys. Once you're in, as long as they're providing you some value per month, you're going to keep doing it. Yeah, I, I guess I just look at this and like Warner Media and Disney have the franchises we all really care about. And Netflix has a ton of stuff, but in terms of Netflix originals, there's just less things that you love. Yeah, there's less I, of that like I really precious IP. I think it depends IP. on who's watching, who's talking about watching. I know I can send my kids in the basement and they'll watch something on Netflix. I kind of don't care what it is as long as it's in the, the kid box. That's fine. Um, my kids, by the way, love D they love Marvel. 
and they hate DC, so they are not going to be swayed by Warner Media. Uh, and Warner Media really is HBO, and then some other stuff. But they'll be swayed by Disney. They are def- we are definitely getting a Disney subscription. And again, it's seven bucks, so we're throwing it under our thirteen dollar Netflix sub. We can handle that cost. Zach, have we answered every question you have about Apple TV Plus and the streaming wars? Yeah, that's what I got. Tell you what, if you have more questions, we'll, we'll re-up this at some point. We'll be talking about this throughout the fall, I'm sure. We'll be talking about it at Code Media, which you can also go to recode.net on that. We're going to have a bunch of folks there, including one of the guys we've been talking about, John Stanky, who for right now runs Warner Media. We'll talk about that in another episode. Um, come back soon. We'll see you soon.